I got the white theme. <laughs> you got the white. I've got like brown. I got these all these browns going today. Well, good morning, Stefan. Good morning, Jamie. It is another uh, unconstrained conversation. It is another unconstrained conversation. It's another unconstrained day. We can take it wherever we want. I love uh, walking into these conversations. I was just thinking about it again this morning. I like having absolutely no plan, no agenda in see what <laughs> unfolds. But there is something happening today. It is your birthday. So happy birthday. <laughs> Thank you. It is my birthday. Born in 1961 and I'm 61 years old. What are the yeah. odds? <laughs> uh, well, no, that's probably great. Probably one in one in uh, however many years I'm going to live. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Uh, well, happy birthday! I hope that it is an unconstrained birthday. It is. It is very. Uh, it's much different than uh, the even the the year prior. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. That's good. It, I think. It, uh, yes, a year a year prior, I was stepping into what would eventually become my divorce process. Yeah, yeah. and I thought I was going to be having an awesome 60th oh. birthday celebration. <laughs> oh. Surprise! <laughs> Surprise! Oh man! Yeah. yeah so, but this but, year, well, this year, uh, because of all of that, and because of my giving myself the freedom to think about what I wanted and who I want to be and what I want in my future, what I would like in my future. It's been much uh, more joyful, more freeing, more gracious, more grateful. And uh, well, and here we are on the Unconstrained podcast talking about things that are important yeah to me to, to me you. too yeah <laughs> to, at least <laughs> to us <laughs> <laughs> really the just the few things that i i care about yeah which are how how am i in this world and who am i in and this world and what am i putting out there i yes. think about i don't know a lot like what kind of energy am i putting transmitting well, today well, what do I want to create? Yeah. 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 What, what do because, you want to create? Well, the things that, uh, the things that I have been enjoying lately are being in joy with other people. So whether that's sailing, whether that's, it's, it's catalyzing other people's development so that they're enjoying their lives yeah yeah so even if it's having people over for dinner knowing that it's going to be just a great experience for everyone everyone is going to love it everyone is going to have the best spaghetti they've ever had yeah <laughs> you and know the best wine with yeah. the best spaghetti they've ever had and the best conversation they've ever had and the and the most loving glances from their dinner mates. <laughs> uh, I think that I think that's a beautiful um, a beautiful experience to design. You know, I like that. Well, it's it's like you know, it's it's what you've um, 
spoken about at length and before designing our lives. Yeah. And I had this, um, it's, it is really about the little details of how we enjoy our day or how we view our day. I agree. Like i find and I don't mean to cut you off right in the middle of maybe a bigger sentence there but the the little things are really the catalyst for like everything like and and you know making shifts and making changes for me my experience in doing that has always been to to break things down to the smallest possible you know amount so that I can chip away little by little by little by little and yeah, so small to me is everything. Little to me is everything. Yeah, it's it's the, for me even, like when I jump into bed, I'm like, oh man, I love this bed. This is, <laughs> I'm so glad I bought this bed. This is such a comfy, right? I spent a lot of money on it a long yeah. time ago and I got exactly what I wanted to get. And it's still... <laughs> It's still such a good bed. <laughs> you know what's so funny? Ken changed out our shower head in our in our bathroom. He changed yeah. the shower head out. And seriously, every time I take a shower, I'm like, this shower head is amazing. Like, <laughs> how did we go so long without this amazing shower head? It's the, it exactly. seems like such a little thing, but it's it's those little things, those little things that bring like this delight into a moment that could be otherwise mundane i'm going to bed i'm going to sleep i'm taking a shower you know well, coffee the flavor of coffee you know i mean it's, yeah it is magical i mean i think our ability to design those moments right and the mindfulness that we put into crafting those experiences for our like thinking about future jamie or future stefan or, or whatever like you think about yeah, what is so pleasant that I want to repeat over and over and over again and, until I don't or or whatever. You don't have to think that far ahead, but yeah. Uh, and 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 what you're talking about is not a material experience. It may be it may be triggered right. by a material thing or a material experience, but the design of the uh, let's say the emotional framework that you choose to apply yeah. to that experience in the shower or jumping into bed or like I installed this big giant water filter under the sink so that all the water coming out of my cold water tap is always filtered. It doesn't yeah. matter. I'm washing my hands in filtered water. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like... and it is, it's, it's those things. And it's like, it creates a mental peace and a mental joy that I, I think that is exactly like what the foundation of this conversation tends to be is, is very much like, how do you create more of that in your life and because there is an unlimited amount of it out there for the taking it's yes. it's a matter of mindfully like seeing it and and experiencing it the awareness of it drawing it in and then how do you like craft it in your own life and i i love stuff like that i really do i think um the emotional experience of a great shower or a great night's sleep like that's that's everything <laughs> Yeah, and people, uh, and people would say that that's. Uh, I mean, 
that that's trivial, right? Or it is mundane, but all we have is this, we are all the same, right? Yeah. We are all living on a planet, breathing <laughs> the same air. We are all, we all have to poop. We all have to pee. We all have to eat. <laughs> right. And, and those mundane parts of life, but if we keep going down on this granular level, you know, we, we end up with the flatworm, <laughs> right? That can, that can, you can chop into 200 pieces and it will replicate. And we're part of that system. We are part of this amazing creative system. And we have uh, mental freedom to create anything we want out of it and to feel, to have an emotional experience about it that is beneficial in ways that we can't even understand or explain. Yeah. Beneficial to the extent that people heal from cancer because they change their emotional state. Beneficial in ways that we solve world problems because people join together emotionally around a common goal right it's that emotion is the is the nuclear energy that powers everything we do so if i can fire up that emotional system by being happy about going to bed and knowing that <laughs> i'm going to wake up and i'm going to be rested or my my you know, I mean, clean water is an incredible luxury. Ask yeah. anybody in Flint, Michigan, yeah. right? Ask anybody in sub-Saharan Africa, ask anybody on a part of the planet that is compromised uh, environmentally. Yeah. And yeah. so all of these, uh, all of these things are not to be taken for granted. Even, especially as we become more and more wealthy in our lives because the wealth it doesn't lead to that i mean it 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 can depending on how you choose to view your experience and spend your resource and your creative energy and your perspective on what wealth truly is too because i i, I tend to look at it i guess more holistically that it's beyond a financial foundation i guess and you know, like, yeah, <laughs> I guess that's my, my yes. uh, perspective of that word and what it means to me is uh, definitely beyond the finan financial realm, but there's an element of it there for sure. Yeah. That creates freedom. Well, it's, I mean, this morning, I was glad I had a little more time this morning <laughs> because the, it's, uh, um, because because it's my birthday, right? I get a lot of messages. Yeah. But my my the, my office, my crew in in Bogota, they're up early, right? They're right now. They're two hours ahead of us. Yeah. And so the birthday messages are all coming in. Oh. <laughs> it's like we we love you. You're the best. We have this. We have this inside joke that I put on them uh, a couple of years ago where I would just go and just remember you guys you're the best right? and then we and then we do the whole 
no, how can I be the, how can, how can I, not, how can I be the best when you're the best? Right. Yeah. And so we go through that whole, no, 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 you're the you're best. The best. <laughs> so we um, go through that whole thing. So that's now a thing, but everybody jumps on board. Now it's a company. It. Now it's a company thing. That's and so it's a cool. way of, it's a way of sharing love and positive sentiment with each other. That's now sanctioned at the highest level of executive privilege in the company. <laughs> That's <laughs> right? really cool. Right. Like oh, everybody, man. everybody is on that bandwagon. So I was really feeling the love this morning oh, because everybody's, that. everybody's more free to express it. Yeah. At least with regards to interacting with me because I'm not. And even the youngest people in the company call me Steph. They don't, you know, and that's also a, another neat thing about the, in Colombian culture, almost everybody gets a nickname right away. That's really cool. And, uh, and in our company, we have a number of Felipe's and we haven't had a number of Alejandra's and we have uh, some Julian's. So we have, uh, Huli M and Huli G and Ale B. And so there's all of these. Uh, so it's very friendly and lighthearted and not corporate. And that's particular, yeah. particular to our, our company culture. That's, but it, yeah. But it's also very, very uh, uh, loving. It's, you know, you and I had a conversation. I don't know if you'll remember this. You and I had a conversation several years ago and you used the term, the ecology of you. And um, I love I love that term. It stuck with me. It's another one of those things that kind of stuck with me. And I think about that a lot, like the ecology of me and you know, this for each individual person, it, there's an ecology that surrounds you and that you bring to the environment you participate in. And I, I keep thinking about that with my uh, upcoming work project or workload, <laughs> my, mm -hmm. my next thing that it will start on the 19th, which I'll share with you a little bit more um, later. But like, I think about that a lot in what, what will I bring and the only kinds of places I'm even interested in participating in or with are places where I feel like I'm gonna fit in some capacity like, but I'll also, I'll bring something different yet. There's, there's a fit, right. And hopefully I'll gain something that I don't have as well. And, yeah. um, so it's like kind of that Venn diagram, right? What I, what I have and what they have and where it overlaps. And hopefully that overlap actually, if it's good and positive as, as it seems, it will be, um, that that little crossover becomes more, um, ingrained but that ecology, right, of what we bring and what we contribute to and what, um, I don't know, I love, I love thinking about those sorts of things. And then also back to the term of designing your life, designing, like really mindfully choosing the pieces that are a part of your ecology. Um, mm -hmm. I love that sort of exercise or, or the practice even um, of doing that. Yeah, well, the the objects or the material things we bring into our life are the landscape in which we exercise our spirit. 
And that's what creates the ecology, right? We exercise our spirit in the landscape that we create or choose. And we create the climate, <laughs> right? We, 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 we power, we power the emotional climate in yeah. our little landscape. And so it's, it's like, Ooh, there's that comfy bed that I have. Ooh, there's that, there's <laughs> that tea own, kettle that I really like. Our own, Ooh, our own personal that photosynthesis. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there's that, there's that sofa I really like to nap on. Yeah. Wow. Oh, that's such a funny thing. specific to like kind of worldly material things. I have a, a couch that I've had since 1995. Um, that's my couch, <laughs> you know, it's, uh, I, we talk about and think about sometimes getting another couch that's more practical, that holds more than three people, you know, mm -hmm. I'm staring at this couch over there now. <laughs> I just, I have such a love for it though. It's like super comfortable. It's been through everything <laughs> since 1995 and, uh, yeah, I don't know. I love that little couch. But yeah, I, bringing in a new piece is a big deal for me because it's yeah. different. It brings because, a different energy and a different vibe. And yeah, you know, you're going to have it for a long time too. Yeah, I really hope so. You know, that's that's the idea when you get a piece of furniture. <laughs> I think mostly. Well, then the um, then the I guess the challenge would be if this is a beloved. Pardon me. If this is a beloved couch, um, what would be an even more beloved couch? Yeah, that's a I, great question. <laughs> I, I have because I have I have a couch here that's I've had at least ten years, and um, it was in my previous place, and now it's in this place. And I went through great lengths to try to figure out how to fit it in the room because it's pretty big. It's a yeah. sectional. And um, I, I even hesitate to get rid of it. I mean, I hesitate to get rid of it or change it. One right now because I don't necessarily need to because I've fitted into my smaller place. <laughs> but but uh, two other people are attached to the couch. Yeah, like uh, people who have stayed with me over the years, especially Greg when he's come up from Bogota. He's like, I love that couch, man. I just come over to your place and I crash on you. Like there, I can't tell you how many times he's been a vagabundo just traveling and then shows up. I mean, it's not unannounced, but he shows up and then all of a sudden, um, you know, we're doing something for a few days, but invariably there's always going to be a moment where he's on that couch and he just crashes out. <laughs> you know, at a friend just to sleep on the couch. I love I, a friend of mine growing up. Um, I used to spend the night at her house all the time and they had this recliner that was kind of that for, I, I know not only me, but they had this recliner that, and her mom would always be like, how can you sleep in this thing? Like, it, but it was so comfortable. It was like a little hug, like sleeping in a hug. And mm -hmm. I loved that recliner. I wonder whatever happened to it. <laughs> oh man. We should do we should do a separate podcast called Little Things That We Love. Seriously. <laughs> the, the little, I feel like Ken would be such a great contributor to that. Ken is one of those guys that I feel like that's he's been on that um, you know, when he gifts something like to his parents or his sister, he's very much about it being um something that he loves that has brought him joy 
in his life and he wants to share it with people. So mm -hmm. that's very much how like his method of gifting, you know, is, is something like that, a life improving thing um, in some way. And, and I love that. The, the, I mean, it's just like the shower head, right? Like, <laughs> I don't know, man, stuff like that. Um, he would be a great participant in that, in that realm. Yeah. I feel like he's really good at finding things that I would never have found. Um, yeah. I really needed that nose hair trimmer. <laughs> One of <laughs> those somebody, things. <laughs> I had somebody, no, I had somebody give me a nose hair trimmer and then some, uh, some, uh, some, uh, one a day vitamins for old men. <laughs> <laughs> that's great the senior geriatric vitamins yeah you know, and the geriatric the great, vitamins the great thing is he was this he's a spine surgeon he's a doctor so he he's gives like, me the he gives me the vitamins and then uh, i don't uh no the nose hair trimmer might have been i can't remember if that was all in the same <laughs> anyway they were punk they were punking me oh that's great oh i love that sense of humor is important it's another one of those things that maybe not so little with sense of humor you know it's not such no a thing. being able to laugh at things and um, yeah because once things are things you know the when we're laughing at things they've happened yeah so that's the moment we decide what they mean exactly that's that's actually, I don't know, not to take it in a totally different direction, but that's a conversation that I have with Zia quite a lot lately. Mm -hmm. um, you know, how you choose to process information, um, you know, things that come at you that may feel hurtful, um, which I'm actually experiencing a little, I, somebody said something to me that initially, like when it first came out of our mouth, it, I just kind of went, oh, okay, well, not everybody gets along or whatever. And then the more I processed it, like, I was kind of like, that's really a hurtful thing to say. Like, well, I wonder what the, why, if like, what the benefit of saying something that you have to know when it's coming out of your mouth is a hurtful thing. So like, in a, in a lot of ways, I feel like it was a deliberate, a deliberate thing. And I kind of keep pondering, maybe it was, maybe it wasn't, maybe I'm just processing it that way. How do I want to process it? What does this cause me to do in reaction does it how do i want to react in reaction <laughs> you know, like, well the thing is react? yeah i mean 99 of the time it has nothing to do with you yeah well it, I mean, this... it has everything to do with that person yeah trying to set a boundary and exercising whatever latent anger or frustration they have and you just happen to activate a certain framework in yeah. them you just happen to step into a framework where you became a role player on a framework that they have been repeating their entire lives because if they knew if they knew that they consciously were hurting people left and right most people would decide that they don't want to do that that's you know that's a really fascinating i don't know concept or idea and, and I do wonder that, like, is it, you know, we talked about, we'll go back several uh, episodes. I mentioned that I, I, I frequent the company of someone who's fairly negative and in, you know, it, like, I think we discussed along the way, it's not really your job to like have to, you know, try to inspire them to be different, anything other than they are. No. And, 
And I, I think I've come to accept that, that idea that it's not my job to try to shift their energy or anything else. All I can do is be me and put out what I hopefully, you know, I'm not hurting people and I'm hopefully not um, causing pain, you know, that I like, mindfully try not to, to do those things. Um, but this person who I, I was just really feeling like they bring a lot of negativity. And yet, I don't know if they even realize that they do or that they are. And, and then I, I was like, well, is it my responsibility to say so? Like, this is why I don't want to be around you anymore because you are one of the most negative people I've ever like experienced, like truly. <laughs> and like, I'm, but you can't say it like that, you know, like- No, I, and I mean, you don't, and you don't need to, to remedy the situation. And that's the thing though, right? Is it remedying the situation is simply removing myself from it, but then that person yes. continues doing their yeah, little but, thing. But the thing is, is by being around that person, you're endorsing it by default. You know, I think that, I think that that's kind of what I came to terms with, with the, the conversation that happened on Saturday morning was with this person. And I, and it was just kind of like a jarring, after I processed it a little bit, I kind of went, this is the universe telling me it's time to separate to part ways with this person like that's what i've processed it as yeah. and so i haven't i haven't hung out with this person since that yeah. uh, what since I, that what moment. i yeah what i the um, what i find is that there i have those moments where it's like i don't want to be around that person but what's the alternative, right? Do I have a better alternative? Yeah. Because that's the thing that makes it easy. Yeah. Right. It's like, oh, instead I'll hang out with this person who is fairly new or somebody that I haven't, that I've known forever, but I haven't, I really like to see more of. Yeah. And I like to spend time with that person, right? Instead of this kind of convenient because if we're not enjoying our time with somebody, there's a whole lot of illegitimate currency being exchanged. That is a huge piece of it, Stefan. Like, I think, I think that hits the nail on the head in a lot of ways. And what I was realizing is that I, would, I have been modifying what might be a normal flow for my day to accommodate a meet point for this person. Who's yeah. flexible? It's not like they're inflexible, you know, on, oh, whatever works for you works for me. You're the one with the schedule. You're the one that's busy. I'm like, oh, <laughs> I'm like, no, I'm, I'm not. But um, anyway, like those are comments that have happened a lot. And like, I think that's been an effort for me to try to shift, uh, shift things. Interestingly, some things have come up that have caused me to need to shift my schedule. And yeah. it, it works out perfectly in like, I, I really, you know, Sophia got a job. Yeah. <laughs> Sophia got a job and she had an 8 a.m. shift this morning. So I had some stuff I needed to do before giving her a ride um, to her, her job. And yeah, I'm so excited that she's got that experience that she's starting to, she's a baker in a gourmet cookie shop. 
<laughs> oh, wow. Well, that'll be great. That'll teach her how to work. Yeah. That's what, like, I really think already she's had, this is her third shift ever. Yeah. And, um, she's still like, she did Friday, Saturday last week. And seriously, when I went to go pick her up, Stefan, a little bit of a derail, I went to pick her up at, I think it was, ah, what was it like 7 PM? And she got out a half an hour late, but the line at this place was out the door. I got there at 6 30. We ended up leaving at 7 30. The line yeah. never stopped being this constant out the door wow. like, line. I was like, I had no idea so many people liked cookies. Like, <laughs> no idea. Well, once something's a fad, right? Once yeah. something, you it, know, it blew my like, mind. Like Momofuku or place, you know. Yeah. Right? I've been there. That's good. <laughs> Here, yeah, exactly. He knows, uh, you know, they, they knew what they were doing. Yeah. Yeah, like sure. here, the, the latest fad is um, where kids are standing around the block to get in is, is it Hokkaido? Hokkaido soft serve. Oh, it's wow. a Japan. It's yeah. a Japanese soft serve. <laughs> and the milk is imp it's, it's it's imported from Japan. The milk is imported from Japan, which the dairy farmers of America do not want that happening. Yeah, but yeah. somehow the restaurant owner set up set this up as a little window as a side hustle in his restaurant because he grew up in japan and this was his favorite thing yeah and it is just there's no vanilla in it there's nothing it's just soft serve ice cream yeah and the only thing that it's sweetened with is condensed milk which is also mm. from hokkaido so what you're getting is this super creamy super rich ice cream Yum. That's I'm selling it, but I haven't even tasted it. That's how popular this shit is. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Yeah, well, that's but, yeah. That's but my uh but Terry, my friends Terry and Christy, their daughter Emma works there, and uh the line is around the block, and it's just a right, it's become a fad, and so then everybody has to try it. Everybody so has wild. to get in on it. And I think it is that I think what makes with these things that well at least these positive fads is like one person finds joy yeah <laughs> in it and then expresses that and then other people see that and then other people see that and and want and, to experience it right we're all yeah. wanting we're all hoping for that little moment of joy where it's like oh I had Hokkaido soft serve but the <laughs> right but the trick is is to sustain that for yeah. every little thing just like we've been talking about the every time we get in that shower how amazing is that every it time is. every time there's running i live i live stories and stories and stories above the above the pavement here in seattle and the water still comes down on me <laughs> <laughs> right it's still yeah, like, I can, like it gets pumped up to the top of the building and through a series of pumps and valves and and special things it comes out of the faucet. It's, and it's an amazing experience <laughs> well and that's what we're you know with the people we surround ourselves with one of the challenges so kind of going back to that one of the challenges is like with this person in particular, like, I don't want to hurt this person, right? Like this person's not a bad person. She's actually already... a wonderful person, 
with yeah. a lot of wonderful attributes, but they're so overridden by this negativity, this constant dwelling yeah. in this negative space that I don't know that that, that person can see that, that that's what's just absolutely oozing out. <laughs> well, <laughs> you, either, you either go into that situation and bring the strength of your full strength of your ecology with you and uh you know for the short time you're together with that person you exert your ecology and see if it has an effect which without... i've been experimenting with through yeah. the duration of this podcast yeah <laughs> has been an ongoing experiment and and i think i met my breaking point on saturday with the conversation. yeah well and then the only question is is what would i rather be doing with my time and yeah. what what would be better and apparently it's almost anything <laughs> really like today leading up to like the moment we're in right now this day has been phenomenal i mean like i woke up at 4 25 made sure zia was up because she has her five whatever bus her bus at, we leave the house at 5 25 to take her, wow. her bus so that is, that is unbelievable. She, i wake her up i did my workout in the living room here and then drive her 525 her bus comes and gets her i come back now this is normally where i would go walk ernie and um so on and so forth but instead i decided to invite ken to go walk there's just a couple miles from our house is a state park called floyd lamb and it's just beautiful i mean there's these giant ponds and lots of geese and trees and grass and sidewalks and it's just beautiful and so I invited him to come out with me and he wanted to come. So we got in the car, we drove over and we walked Ernie for almost an hour. And then we came back and it was almost time to take Sophia to work. So we got ready and um, I did my coffee doodle in between. And then it was time to take Soph over to her job, did that, came back, podcast. And like, here we are. And I got a little chat in with my sister in between, which I love as well. So like this morning has felt perfect to me like that's a perfect start to my day does it get old yeah. I don't know I don't care but today it felt great um 100 positive <laughs> so yeah <laughs> and yet I feel bad I do I, I can't help but to feel a little badly that you know like I again don't want to hurt this person but I also can't let this person hurt me I don't know and that's well yeah but that's that. the thing is well yeah but you have to look at it from a point of view of like are you trying to push this person away or are you trying to do things in your life that are more beneficial yeah for for everyone in your life so if your life is more fun then the few times that you see her you will be more clear more fun and it won't because the only the only reason you have to really maybe feel like push this person away is because it's triggering your own fear yeah. of going to a negative place, yeah, right? It's, it's exactly activating, it. it's activating some framework within you that also could have been certainly, you know, like we experienced this during the pandemic. Yes. That, right. That, that, yes that whatever negative frameworks we had, they were, they, the potential for them to be activated was incredible. Yeah. 
because there was all kinds of negative stuff going on and we were isolated. So it was easy to spin and have, you know, not get, not get positive input. Yeah. And a lot of people were putting, you know, in, in effort to just connect with people in our isolated state, a lot of people put that out there, their fear, their concern, their negativity, you know, a lot of people were putting it out there just, I think, as an outreach, you know, not necessarily because they're feeling negative, but it was a, it was a scary time and a scary, you know, a lot of unknowns, uncertainty can all, uh, can bring a lot of fear um, for a lot of folks. But I do think you're exactly right in that, you know, that being around that type of energy absolutely triggers in me a fear of what I don't want, what I don't want to take in. It's not the kind of energy I want to surround myself with. And it's not the kind of energy I want to put out there. But I did notice that probably a year into, you know, doing these daily walks, um, I started to become very complainy. Like I started really getting hung up in complaining about this and complaining about that. And, and, and Ken actually was like, like, what's going on? <laughs> like, this is, and, and it, it kind of, jarred me you know it was kind of like a, a like oh yeah like I'm doing it I'm aware but I wasn't aware that I was doing it until somebody kind of said hey um you know this is this is how this is not you this is not your normal way yeah. and and then that awareness like now I'm afraid I don't want to fall back into it and I know these are strong words fear and afraid and and you know um but that's that that's absolutely there's a, a framework that I've been in that I don't want to go back into. And so yeah, I kind of try to, to stay aware of it, I guess. Well, you can let go of the fear and know that you carry your, your, the, you can let go of it and know that you carry, that you, you are the boss of your ecology now. Yeah. This yeah. is all part of, this is all part of the recognition process of you being the boss of your personal, emotional <laughs> and spiritual ecology. Which is so true. And it, I think, I think sometimes without the mindfulness of, you know, this is one thing I, I think amongst many that I appreciate about our weekly conversation. It's a reminder to kind of like recalibrate, uh, you know, cause there's a week that goes by between our conversations and in that week, a lot happens in a week, you know, a lot happens in a day. And, and it's very easy to go in different directions. And yet this reminds me like, this is where I want to be. Don't forget. It's sort of like the North, the true North of your compass, right? Yes. It's a compass conversation. Yeah, it is a, it is a compass. The thing, the thing is, is this is, um there are there are an infinite number of paths mm -hmm. that can point us in this direction or in this dimension i guess it's even limiting calling it a direction or a dimension yeah right because it's but it, more <laughs> yeah well it's it's a uh, it's very it's very personal right yeah. it is it is uh it is connected to the nugget of who we are the little nugget of nuclear energy 
that we are and it is completely unique to us but we know when we are on the right there is a place of knowing where we know we are on the path to where this is to this place of more freedom or connectedness or spiritual growth we know when we're on the path you know it yeah i mean that there and uh the other day uh terry uh I, maybe we already talked about this last week but uh my pal terry he works hard all the time he's working all the time but the business he chose it's actually he chose it after he retired from selling a selling a big business and he's been doing this uh yacht rigging company and managing the marina he's been doing these things for years and we've known each other well over thir probably 35 years and uh maybe for the last 20 he's been doing this same thing but he he kind of gets wrapped up in doing the business doing the business and finally just took off and that's who i went sailing and cruising with well he took off and the business just like he came back and whatever last bits of inventory were like he had some electric motors to sell people called and only asked about the things that he had in inventory. Wow. Like no out of stock items, like everything sold that he had left to sell. Like people called up, picked it up. And, and I was just like, dude, you were in the zone. You were yeah. just like your little, your little business, this little it's you're in the zone and you're in the zone because you took off and didn't worry about it. Yeah that you, you you like all the belief you put into knowing that this is a good business or especially this is a new part of the business which is selling electric outboards and this is like a really nice brand of electric outboards and everybody wants them oh wow and so it was just the the stepping away from the worry or the concern of like i got to do this i got so much to do i have all these things happened on its own it just i mean the like he came back and it was like the perfect amount of business happened when he was gone all the inventory that needed to be uh -huh. sold was sold and he could put in a new order for new inventory and nobody was unhappy because they couldn't get what they wanted and <laughs> it was man <laughs> it was... The, uh, the video froze for just a second so if i looked spaced out there for a minute it took a minute and then it caught up <laughs> no you were you were fine oh man that's so cool though and i i feel like you know in my own experience like putting out there this is what i want to do this is the kind of work i really want to focus on and and be doing more of and then when this opportunity came through it was like they were reading what i had written down i mean it was yes just it, it still kind of blows my mind how in tune that felt and still feels and 
we'll see how it goes. But yeah, I, um, I love when stuff like that happens, you know, it's, yeah. you couldn't have written it down more precisely <laughs> kind of, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's the zone. That's being in the zone. It's good stuff. What, so, uh, oh, you go ahead. <laughs> oh, well, I just, I just thought, um, uh, I just had a, uh, a college friend, somebody I've known 40 years, but probably haven't seen in 40 years other than just connecting and, you know, in cyberspace and keeping track of where, where his kids are and what, you know, but we were the, we were the three amigo. There were three of us, uh, three amigos in college. And we would go down to a tavern called Rico's Tavern for jazz night every Tuesday night and drink a giant can of Abbott ale. I don't know if you remember Abbott ale. I don't, I'm not uh, like super well-versed in. Yeah, maybe Ken, Ken but, uh, <laughs> but, <laughs> but these are like barrels of beer. Wow. And, uh, and I, I really enjoy these guys while I was in college, really had a great time. And, but we've only kind of peripherally kept in, in, in touch. And uh, now Andy's back in Seattle and he just like, Hey, let's have some coffee. And he just made a point to get, like he made a point to get together. That's awesome. And, we just picked up it was just like some picked up as if i had seen him last week or yeah. the week before i love when that happens i love yeah people in your life you can like you never missed a beat no and and uh the thing is is uh what i tried to what i uh tried to articulate is that who I met 40 years ago and who I oriented to and who I liked is still the same exact kernel of energy. That being is still there. Yeah. All the material things, but it's, so whatever I oriented to back then, I was able to orient to now and it just made it super easy. We just, sat and talked about whatever you know just as if we had been vulnerable and talking about our lives for 40 years like you know like two old men sitting at the coffee house yeah i love that i appreciate that that. so that was really wonderful and important because uh, those types of relationships are really precious and we don't necessarily get more of them as we get older we have to hang on you know we have to create them we have to work to create more relationships like that like that 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 chance moment of us meeting at at college and really enjoying each other's time and our lives being so big and varied and dynamic there's not a chance that we would have necessarily you know, hung out or spent more time with each other. And there were lots of things going on, marriage, children, jobs, jobs all over the planet. But here we are. 
and we were celebrating uh, the wealth and the joy and the, and I'm talking about wealth in the sense that you were talking Abundance. about earlier, it's just... the, the luck, yeah, the credible luck that we have made it this far in our lives. When for me, many of my dearest friends have died already. They've passed away. I've lost, you know, people who are, um, you know, who I aspire to have that quality of relationship with all the people I care about. Yeah. And so now to rekindle this or f uh, to remember the importance of these types of relationships well, uh, has been incredible. So. I love that, you know, like you said, the, the the type of person that maybe you attracted all the way back then they're still like it still works today i love that but then also yeah. the element of expanding your circle today because it's very easily to kind of stick in a safety zone which is something we've talked about in the last few episodes is for like the being open to let more people in in a certain you know in a certain way Yes, because it's important to discover the core of someone and to love that unconditionally because that brings energy back, right? That's the energy. That is the legitimate energy exchange yeah. that's happening in our world is people sharing love and attention and uh, rooting, rooting for each other enjoying each other um, because the, that is what that kind of passion, that kind of love, that kind of joy in each other is what creates great things, right? It, it's what bonds people into baseball teams, football teams, architectural teams, construction teams, uh, political negotiation teams, that kind of calm and that kind of deep purpose and understanding and bonding with somebody that legitimate love for another human is what makes great things so right as teamwork so let's poke at that a little bit because that's something that like yes i believe i believe wholly right but at the same time you know, connecting with other people is a thing that like you, you can't connect with everybody necessarily, right? Like no. some people you really connect with. So I want to go back to this, this person, right? Well, I, I will, I will, uh, uh, I'll, I want to just put an asterisk that you can't yeah. connect with every person and then yeah. you should continue. We'll put, I'll come back to that. Yeah. Cause, cause I, okay. So there's this person that I connected with that. I, I, I believe that this person and I, you know, who I've been talking about for, for a lot of this episode, who has a tendency to go very negative, but at the core of this person is somebody that I really connect to on a lot of levels, right? Like this person I, has shared a lot of her life story, which has been hard and difficult. She's overcome a lot and we have a lot in common in, um, you know, despite our, our age difference, we have a lot, we were brought up similarly and we have a lot of similar belief systems and, you know, and there's, there's so much in common and there's a lot of like, 
when I think of like, okay, you find the core of someone and you love it unconditionally. So when I go, Ooh, this person is kind of like overwhelming me with negativity. Am I loving this person unconditionally? And have I given it enough time? This is where I kind of keep going back and forth with myself on like, well, it's not necessarily my job. And if, if it's overshadowing my ability to put good energy out, that's where I struggle yet. Yet, is there another approach where you can get at that core, just like with children, right? When you are bringing up children, you they, like I've learned over time, it's better to reinforce the good behavior that you would like them to repeat rather than punish them for the negative because sometimes they're just seeking attention. And so yes. whatever you give them attention toward, they're gonna do more of, right? Yes, that's and love. And that's love. And and so like, is there, have I missed an opportunity with this person to reinforce the good somewhere along the way? Have I just kept my mouth shut? Have I not reinforced the good and wonderfulness that I see in this person? Because there's a lot there that gets overshadowed by this, this constant sort of shell. Uh, it's like a, an M&M, a hard candy shell of negativity. Um, but inside there's this goodness, you know, there's, there's something wonderful there. Well, everyone has that goodness yeah. inside of them. And we can connect with everyone by being fully ourselves. We are ultimately, we are connected and have the ability to connect with everyone and anyone. If we are open and vulnerable, we, we have that ability. As a great, uh, as a great Highway 99 Chapel of the Bells mystic named Elsie Green once told me, "You can love them, but you don't have to like them." <laughs> that is how I. <laughs> Zia knows this because I've told Zia this, but man, there have been times with my own child, with Zia, where I I love her, I will always love her, but there have yeah. been times when I did not like who she was yeah yeah I don't, <laughs> like, I don't well the thing is is i i want to further make that distinction is you love who she is you just didn't like her choices or what she was doing right that's the that's the i mean i, I i'm gonna i think I'm that's gonna a great be, i'm gonna be presumptive yeah. about this but i think you're exactly I think right it's, i think it's important because then you're not limiting you know, we're not limiting our children, but it's, it's not that I don't, I love you, but I don't like what you're doing right now. I don't like this choice that you are making right now to be a little asshole mm -hmm. or to do this particular behavior or to ignore what you've been ignoring or that you have lied to me, but know that this is your, this is a choice. You're making a choice and I don't like it. I it doesn't love you. work for me. <laughs> I love you. I don't like it. And it makes me not want to do this with you. Yeah. And so the trick is, is to maintain the connection, the loving connection, but to show that person that what they're doing is making a choice. Now with your, with our children, we have license because it's our job. Yeah. It's not your job to change this person. It's not. And also, 
one of the things, one of the false currencies that we use to bond with people is this story, right? When we tell each other stories and it's like, oh yeah, I, I relate. Yeah. I chopped, I chopped off my left foot with a chainsaw too. Right. <laughs> right. I, right. Wow. I, we have this in common. Sure. I, right. So, so we have this in common, so it's easier to be open and it's easier to feel empathy for someone. And so potentially it opens the door for love to see that person, to see that person as that same innocent person that we were. But that person has made a completely different set of choices. And we are hoping maybe that they could see all the choices we made to get to our place of joy or fun or ease, minimally ease in life. And one, you don't have license. Yeah. Two, two, that person hasn't asked you exactly for uh, to to commit and get this license to yeah. to to help them. Like it's none so, of my business in a lot of ways. <laughs> well, it is your business if you keep putting yourself <laughs> stepping in the doggy dookie. But that's on me, right? Like that's, that's on me. Yeah, I can abso absolutely my participation in it without necessarily so interfering the, with their world. Yeah. So the false currency being exchanged is, is while well, we both had these traumatic lives in the open. Oh, uh, this is my mom calling Aww. for my birthday, but I'm going to give her a ring back. All right. And I, I can tell I you that my you too long. No, no. Well, the, I, I will tell you that my mom will share stories of what's happening at home and the the latest trauma in the neighborhood, and she will also implore me to check the mail because my mom still sends checks in the mail for birthdays. Hence mom too. Yeah, can't, <laughs> so can't help it. I'm like, mom, you know, you could just have the bank transfer it. <laughs> Send me a <laughs> She's like, no, card. I like writing the check. And yeah, writing, no, and that's so cute. I appreciate all of that. That's very cute. Yeah, so uh, at any rate, we, we have these uh, bonds that we create through people and we the currency is you share your trauma I'll share my trauma and people assume that's love but it's only it's only opening the door to rehearsing more trauma right it's only reinforce you're giving me attention for talking about my life trauma but also well, good, not necessarily always bad, right? Like, I mean, well, well, I don't think so anymore. My opinion anymore is that every time you talk about it, uh, unless you're just telling a story and you really are free from it, right? And, and you can laugh, you can laugh about it, or yeah. that it's entertaining, and that it is just a story. Yeah. But the danger in telling that story over and over is reinforcing a framework that says I was abused in my family or I had a really hard time with social situations or I had 
this, or we were super poor, or, you know, or there was a lot of fear in my family, or there was whatever. There's the, the, the point is, is every minute that our mind spends on something is putting energy in a particular direction. Right. Right. It is calling every minute that we are talking about something, thinking about something, um, discussing, entertaining an idea, it is broadcasting into the universe. And so on the absolute most granular level, there is no point to sharing trauma yeah. other than to understand that as quickly as possible, I want to create a thought pattern or a process in my life that takes me more towards kindness, joy, love, uh, entertainment, creativity, things that bolster my, my, uh, my own joy. Yeah. That perpetuate that growth. So, so I, I would, I would say that the only currency, the only real currency we have is attention. And that attention in its purest sense is love. And so who and what we give our attention to is resonating, is, is um, um, energizing whatever we're focused on with love, with energy. It's, in its purest sense, love is energy. It is an unconditional energy that bolsters whatever we focus on. And so if we, uh, if we have something mean or destructive and we give that attention, then it results in something that is mean or destructive. Yeah. Even if we're feeling sympathy for something that's mean and destructive, we're just giving it energy. And the only reason to give it energy is to know that you want to get away from it, but, and then you even need to let go of that to get away from it. And then we need to focus on what would be more positive? What would I rather be doing? Yeah. What are the things where, where I, what are things that I can give my love to that will have in my short lifetime that will have a reasonably beneficial result? Even if it's just, I feel more love for everything and every person around me, because you can feel immense love for that person. But it doesn't need to be about bonding with their trauma. Right, right. It can be, it can be, it can just be immense love at a distance. Yeah. Right. It, you don't need to be around that. And we can love everyone. The thing is, is the more we fill ourselves with love and give ourselves attention and focus on things that bring joy the more we are resonating that to everyone, the more there is for your daughter, the more there is for your partner, the more there is for your business, the more there is for the people who have actually given you license to coach them. Mm -hmm. Right. It's like the, and are paying, like are paying you to coach them. Yeah. 
right? So, and, you know, in your case, when you stand up in front, you know, when you stand up in front of an audience, you're giving a lot of juice to a lot of people in a very unconditional way. That's very and, true. <laughs> and hopefully they are focused on what you're presenting. And for that moment that, you know, you're really leveraging. And for the three people that might be listening to this podcast, right? We're, we're like all of a sudden two, two uh, leverages to three, right? And then after a while, you know, some pod, some, you know, some of the, you know, think of YouTubers who have an audiences of a million. Yeah. And, and we know this from YouTube when people watch something, when they really love something on YouTube, they watch it, they get yeah. the alert every Wednesday, every Saturday, <laughs> whatever it is. And they watch that show. And that person has incredible influence over their audience because in that moment people are open and they're giving their love through the through the youtube they're giving their <laughs> love through the youtube to that person and it translate and in that case it translates into dollars yeah yeah right and and so that's a very long roundy roundabout way ultimately of saying that love is attention in its highest form love is just attention and love is what energizes and powers everything so where we turn that fire hose of love that we have in our lives and if we're if we're giving a person attention for constantly talking about their trauma without license or without the mandate to ask them to change their focus yeah then we're just endorsing the trauma the griping the grumpiness yeah. the we're just <laughs> we're giving it we are giving it energy like because validity. yeah exactly. because your your love for her is predicated on hanging around a, a grumpy person very much so so it it's um it's a delicate balance it's like where where do i want to spend you know where do i want to spend my time and my energy and what where do i want to put this love yeah right think about if that half hour with were with one of your kids on something positive or an art project right think about yeah. Like just walking the, little Ernie in the beautiful walking, park. <laughs> walking Ernie. Yeah. I mean, you, you made, you made the right choice. Yeah, definitely. And I um, have been doing that. How many days now? Three days, yeah. <laughs> three days, three days now. And, um, and I have done it periodically, you know, just to give myself a little space. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. But yeah, it, I think the more that I do it, it is that making a practice of feeling my way through, right? Feeling my way through like, yes, this feels good. I want more of that. This doesn't feel good. I don't want more of that. I want more of this. And then to keep, you know, 
to keep. Well, and the other, the other thing that might be happening underneath is that as you let go of that person who is th that you might be bonding with over uh, a childhood, hard scrabble childhood, maybe, <laughs> sure. right? That in essence, you think you're letting go of something that belongs to you, right? You're letting right. go of your own, right? Like this is no longer important or this part of me isn't important anymore. And so there's a certain loss that might be associated with it or this is an important part of my life that got me here. And maybe it is and maybe it was but you're here now so it really is it was yeah and it's not it's not important unless you decide it is do you exactly. want that do you want that part of your life to be important now because that part of your life that may have been hard scrabble is drawing other people in it who have not escaped their hard scrabble lives yeah well you know Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Well, in the, well, uh, in, in the same way of being, me being attached to stories of being in an, uh, in, of certain abuses that happen in my family and then meeting people who have the same similar things. There is a, it's neat. The moment of, there's a moment of recognition, but then I realized that, oh my gosh, this person still has a ton of latent anger related to that yeah. and i don't need i don't need to keep recapitulating that part of my life i think that is one of those um i think there's a fascinating element to that and going back to the the phrase that we talked about i think last week the pilgrims right the other pilgrims where often when when you meet somebody who's on a similar trajectory we'll call it um that you are on you can acknowledge those things. You can acknowledge maybe maybe it's trauma or just past experiences or whatever in a term of a head nod, right? But not in a place of dwelling. It's like, I've been there too and I've also moved on or I've, I'm learning to move on. And the people who you're really in frequency with ha have moved on as well. And sometimes, like, I, I do feel like I've happened upon some people who have been like, yes, I worked through similar things or, you know, like, um, yes. and I don't mean to say that in a way, like I'm always bringing up my past. I, I don't usually, sometimes somebody else will bring something up and I'm like, oh my gosh, I can relate to this experience in this way. And thankfully, you know, yes. I, I've, I've come a long way since then. And, and I, I do find that those are more bonding um, than lingering in a place and and i think maybe that's maybe that like really highlights a lot of where i struggle in this particular relationship is that i'm used to being able to connect with someone and then grow right like and, and like move forward and there's an a constant exchange of growth and evolution as i feel with you in our conversations as i feel with ken in my conversations with him that there's like there's a constant like, okay, but we're not going to get stuck in it. We're going to keep moving, you know, and, mm -hmm. and, and not everybody's ready to move, I guess. And so 
for me, I feel a little disappointed maybe, even though it, it doesn't matter what I, I, you know, like it doesn't matter. I know I need to keep moving at the pace that I'm moving in. And, yes. And that's what, that's where I'm at. And so understanding where I'm at and yeah, maybe it's just checking in once in a while to see if that person has moved on from stuck points um, is, is an acceptable way. Like, I don't want to, I don't know. Well, well, yeah. you might be surprised. It might be like going on vacation and coming back and finding all your electric motors have sold. <laughs> right. it, the, because the, what you're not endorsing it anymore. Yeah. So, so there's no opportunity for her to, right? There's, yeah. right, there's somebody that she has to find another channel. Yeah. And so maybe something will change. But again, that's not your job. And the other no. thing is most people are not interested in moving. That's most so people true, are interested. Most people are interested in comfort and everything we are doing here, this spiritual journey, we can just call it that because that's what it is. Um, this journey is is dangerous because it means that you have to leave frameworks ideas about who we are who we wanted to be who we thought we were uh, you have to leave trauma behind yeah who Which we I so want to <laughs> <laughs> i'm so excited by that idea of leaving. well and you will know when you leave trauma behind when the people you meet and people you bump into are more positive in general are right like the this having these people show up in our lives who feel like uh, a giant eeyore or such a burden they just show us what we are what we have been naturally attracted to right because yeah. it's it's easy it's like easy to bond with that person yeah and i pride myself on being able to find common ground with almost anyone yeah I yep. really enjoy that. I really enjoy finding a place where I can bond with someone. But what am I bonding? You know, what what is the currency that's being exchanged? Is yeah. it talking about trauma or is it talking about, oh yeah, I want I climbed that mountain or we did this or I did this road trip down the coast and I went fishing here or I cycled there and I love sailing and <laughs> <laughs> Those are the things that um, catalyze greater things. That's, um, I think, so much. Okay, so I'm going to go kind of to my new thing, my new project that I'll be working on, where my primary job is helping design career paths and training and development leadership paths for tech and design people at one specific company. And, yeah. um, and I'm very excited about this because that I feel plays into exactly where I want to put my time right now, right? It's about growth and evolution and about growing in, um, in about growing. It's about being open to change and wanting to change and wanting to pursue better and yeah. helping others who are also, you know, looking to, change and to grow and to improve um 
to help them find path pathways where they may not see them. That to me is what this whole role is all about. And I'm so excited to be focusing on that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not about products anymore. I, you know, I spent 20 years in the product trenches trying to make great products and making a lot of great products and stuff. And then I, I spent, as you know, like all that time kind of shifting that, that ability, um, designing my life as if it were a product and then sharing that experience. And eventually that rolled into coaching and helping others design their own paths as well, giving them, you know, showing them where they have the tools and showing them where other tools may exist that they don't have access to. Um, They do have access to, but didn't know that they had access to and um, illuminating options and opportunities for folks who are interested in growing and yeah. I'm yeah, excited you, about it. <laughs> you've, you've been given, people are giving you license. And that's, yes. that's where we, that's where we want to spend our time where there's actually an agreement upon uh, uh, the exchange and the direction of yeah. the love of yeah. the love that we are sharing. Right. It's a, it's like that we are in agreement that this yeah. is about moving f- forward, being positive, spiritual. Yes. I mean, the, <laughs> The great thing about business is that it is a spiritual journey, Yeah, right? It is, it is filled with emotional potholes and all kinds of challenges. But in the end, if we approach it in a really pure sense, yeah. it is a spiritual journey with all kinds of opportunities to face ourselves and to grow in positive ways. Yes, that exactly, <laughs> that exactly. And that's where, you know, I don't know. I feel like that's where this path of this conversation since we started and I, I want to say late May or early June, whenever we started doing these, yeah. I feel like that's, um, this is the path that has unfolded as I've prioritized what I want more of in my life. And then yes. bam, three months later, here we are. Right. Like, and there it is like for the taking, um, you know, design it and it will come. No, it's like the, the universe <laughs> yes. is uh, listening always and, and just absolutely abundant. And I think that if you're willing to look, look up and look all around you know, like and see it, it's there. Well, instead of looking backwards to something that doesn't exist yes. anymore. That I don't, I mean, I certainly, I feel like I've been in that place for a long time, but I also, I lose course occasionally. And that, again, going back to these weekly sort of conversations remind me how yes. important it is to, to, to stay on track in this direction. And, you know, the direction is, is sort of open. It's not like north or whatever, but it, it's basically a direction of openness and letting go. And then, you know, acceptance and expansion, acceptance and expansion. <laughs> so. Yeah. The direction is Jamie. Yeah, it is. Right? The direction is a more fuller, loving representation of Jamie. It, exactly. Fully, en- fully energized and realized version <laughs> of, of what is particular to you. And what, yeah, and what is possible? What am, what am I capable of? And that curiosity to find out and push myself um, in ways that I haven't before, new challenges I'm delighted by you know these things that are um occasionally like 
obstacles that I need to overcome. You know, there are things that I need to figure out and I am trying to along the way. And I, I anyway, I didn't mean to make it all about me, but. <laughs> well, general. that's all this is. This is all about me and it's all about you. That's yeah. all this is. And, <laughs> and the hope is, is that other people jump on the bandwagon and see that it's all about them. And when we make it all about ourselves, by default, it is all about everyone. If we it's, purely in the most positive with the most pot, if we bring the most positive intention to realizing our own capabilities, it is about everyone else because yeah. it improves our relationship with everyone and everything that we apply ourselves to. Yeah, it, it truly does too. And I, and I really am experiencing that and I, I feel even more richly than ever before it since we started these these things i feel like yeah it's just the, it's raised the awareness levels it's raised the challenge levels and yeah and really just um yeah i, I like the experience of everything um feels more rich more um i feel it more deeply uh if that makes sense if that's yeah, grammatically correct. I don't know. Uh, I'm, I'm it just when you said that, and because you were so exuberant, and uh, <laughs> and your gestures were excellent. I'm think I'm thinking we could have a TikTok <laughs> channel that's just devoted to these little momentary exuberant uh, excerpts that we can pull out of all of our. <laughs> it's just the. It's just the. You are the best. Yeah, it's that, right? It's like <laughs> the best. <laughs> the best. Um, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna ponder that. Yeah, do because I, I think that, and then we talked. Um, I want to cycle back to our little. I have this always with me. My the pocket guide to world domination thing, but we talked oh, yeah. about doing the little kits, and mm -hmm. uh, I think we're gonna have to. Uh, yeah. Yeah, do finish, the kit finish 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 yeah so much yeah. to do but it's coming <laughs> mm -hmm. it's a coming but yeah yeah well stefan i think this leaves us at a perfect place to uh let you go experience the rest of your 61st birthday yes and... thank you very much <laughs> i am looking forward to it as usual tuesday nights this is actually our last race of the uh of the summer duck dodge series sailboat races and awesome. um i have for my 61st birthday i've entered myself in a rock climbing competition on on uh on friday so i feel feel That's pretty amazing. good about that yeah yeah well, keep I me feel. posted on how it goes yeah, I will. Believe me, I'll I'll let everybody know how it goes if it goes well. <laughs> Even if it doesn't, I mean, what does I'm you telling, know? It's like I'm telling everyone. No, yeah, I, I I have a feeling it will go just fine. I've, yeah, I've been. I've the 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 funny thing is is the uh, the I'm climbing in the masters division, and I go well. What is that? mean I go oh well they're, they're like it's 40 and above and I'm like really 40 and above like 40. are the 40 year olds 
are the 40 year olds 40 somethings feeling feeling kind of weak like they need to beat up on the 60 year olds because yeah, you know when i used to run masters was always 60 and older so that's interesting yeah, or at least or at least 50 right yeah i mean i had never heard of it being younger than 60 in my day apparently <laughs> they were expanding the circles somehow <laughs> <laughs> It's like, you know, it's like now how a, how a, uh, how a, uh, a large t-shirt is now medium. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah. So we feel better about ourselves. Yeah. Uh-huh. So that's my, that's my birthday week and I'm, I'm pretty excited for it. That's amazing. I hope you so, have an incredible experience. Thanks. I will. It'll yeah. be a good, it's also, it's the 35th anniversary of vertical world in Seattle this is a this is an unsolicited plug, but uh, I met the founders just bouldering, you know, thirty five or more years ago at the University of Washington. There's a little bouldering area, and now and this that so they Dan and Rich created this gym, and now and it was the first gym of its kind, climbing gym of its kind in the world. And now it's 35 years old. So this is the 35th anniversary summer slam. That's amazing. Rock climbing competition. <laughs> so it's a party and a little competition and there'll be, there'll be beer after the rock climbing. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, that's super, super awesome. Yeah. Well, Jamie, it's been another stellar start to our day, to our Tuesday here. It and, has been. Thank you. <laughs> I, I look forward to putting a bookmark. I mean, we'll put a bookmark in it here. And I look forward to pulling the bookmark out next Tuesday. Likewise, Stefan. Take care. <laughs> Thank you. Cheers. I'll see you. <laughs>